Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Well, hello, moms, dads, parents, guardians. Welcome back to the Fearless Parenting Podcast. Today, I have as my very special guest, Megan Edinger. Megan is a 35-year-old mom of three who married her high school sweetheart. Now, she first became a mom just two weeks after her 18th birthday, and she had her last baby at just 23 years of age. So she was thrown into motherhood before she really had the chance to figure out who she was. But she knows who she is right now, mm-hmm. and she's here with us today. So without further ado, here's Megan Ediger. Megan, welcome to the Fearless Parody Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it, uh, I feel that we're blessed to have you here today, and I know you got a lot of good things to put out to my moms and dads and parents and guardians. But I always like to have my guests start out by telling my audience a little bit about themselves, their family, their life. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm 35. I have three children. My oldest now is 17, so he's graduating from high school next week. Um, So I have been a little bit of a wreck. I've been, you know, spontaneously crying on and off for the last couple weeks here, Uh, but we're getting through it. Um, and then I have two other children. They're both in middle school. So they are in sixth and seventh grade currently. So um, we'll mm. still be in middle school next year, but I'm the oldest of five myself. And so I was the one who, you know, grew up and moved out. I never watched a dinner table slowly, you know, decrease in numbers as people grew up and moved out. So this is a very new experience for me. Oh, so you kind of get to see the other side of things. Yeah. And, you know, you became a mom at such a young age. Now, people, you know, my daughter would tell me, okay, you know, at 18, hey, I'm, I'm a woman now. I'm, I know I'm an everything. Adult. Yeah. Or, you know, and same thing at 19, 20, 21. And my wife and I are looking at each other and said, yeah, we remember when we were that age. And we weren't quite the adults that we thought we were. And yeah. we didn't know as much as we thought we were. As a matter of fact, at the age of 22, 23, man, I thought my dad was a genius. Now, before that, they they didn't know anything. But after I experienced life a little bit, man, my dad and mom were geniuses. Mm -hmm. You know, so Mm -hmm. tell us, what was it like uh, being a teen mom? Yeah, I think that's such a great point. I think that every teenager everywhere kind of has that sense of like, just let me be an adult. Let me make my own decisions. Like I'm smarter than you. I know things right. Um, Until they're faced with something 
that like is real life that they have, that they're fully responsible for. Right. Then it's like, I actually, I actually don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I actually do need your help. (laughs) Um, And so, but to your point, you're not quite the adults yet that, you know, that you grow into. And so when we first found out we were pregnant and we were trying to figure out, you know, how we were going to handle things, we had so many dumb ideas, so many dumb ideas as to how we were going to, you know, stay together and and raise this baby. And, um, you know, luckily both of our families were very supportive and involved. Um, and so it made some of these decisions a little bit easier and a little bit more realistic, but, um, yeah, you know, some of them included like both of us leaving and going to school together with the baby. Um, I still think about that and chuckle every single time. Like that was a terrible yeah, that would idea. Yeah, that'll be interesting in the college classroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, as things progressed, we decided to put a pause on school. Um, we did eventually both graduate, um, which is awesome. But we went and got full time jobs. At the time, we had to get our own health insurance because. Back then, um, you had to be on your own health insurance if you were not a full-time student by the time you were 19 years old. Um, and all of these, you know, 401ks, savings, buying houses, like all of these things that were happening so quickly. Um, and we we learned very quickly that we do, in fact, need our moms and dads and, you know, people older than us and more experienced to, to share their wisdom. Well, now, you young moms out there, you young dads, this is not to put y'all down. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. And I was there. I, I'm fully admitted. There was a lot I didn't know. And I, I had the ability to be able to go back and, and ask my dad things and talk to my dad. Uh, so so those things are important. And it's okay if you're a young mom or you're a young dad. That That's not a, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, particularly if you two want to work together mm-hmm. to raise that child to become the best version of themselves while becoming the best version of yourselves at the same time. And for you moms and dads who have these teens that are become a young mom or a young dad, that's okay too, because they can rise above and over those hurdles in life. You just have to be there to support them. You just heard Megan talk about that. And she's come out on the other side, and they can too. Yeah, absolutely. And something I want to touch on really quickly that you that you touched on is that young parents in particular, I think in general, we know that there's a lot of like mom shaming and mom guilt and, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing with that baby? Make sure they have socks on, all that kind of stuff. Um, but when you are younger, I feel like all of those things are under kind of a microscope and everybody's kind of watching and judging a little bit more so than someone who's a little bit older and more experienced and more settled. Um, and so sometimes when you're that young mom, you feel like you can't ask for help or you can't ask questions because it's just confirming what these people, what you think these people are believing about you. Um, but I would encourage you to always seek some trusted advice from, again, either a parent or someone at church or someone um, that you love and respect and that you know cares for you and, and wants the best for you. Well, you know, Megan, all shame is, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I've learned the hard way what shame is. Shame is like being in a dark room, but the door is open. Mm-hmm. 
And the only thing keeping you in that room and, and just having that shame just heaped upon you and the darkness of it and everything is you. Yeah. All you have to do is get up and walk out that open door. There's help for you out there. There's people that are willing to pour into your life in a positive way. And if it's not your parents, you know what? There are people out there that do and will pour positively in your life. So don't become your own jailer. Get up, believe in yourself because you have a lot of giftings and just leave out of that self-imposed prison of shame and become who God meant for you to be. Absolutely. And uh, Megan, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your bio and some of the things that you've encountered in your life. And one thing I really noted is that you and your husband made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us, how did God help you and your husband save your marriage and make that comeback? Yeah, that's such a good question. I would say that, um, you know, we know fully that there's always something bigger at play, right? Um, And when something is meant to be, it is always going to work itself out, no matter how hard it is getting there, no matter if you can see it or if it makes sense right now in the moment or not. Um, There are certain things that, you know, they're just out of your control and someone else is in charge and it's going to come together for you. Um, And so we had to really do a lot of work and understand, first of all, ourselves as individuals. Um, that was one of the hardest things about being married so young was that we didn't know, you know, our own values and, you know, goals and all of those types of things. Um, you know, long-term we had the same long-term goals, but the day-to-day stuff, how we were living our life, we couldn't really see eye to eye on. Um, and so we had to to get there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you're two different people. It's like, how in the world are we going to do this? Where you're opposite at. You, you were probably bumping heads. Mm-hmm. So, so how did y'all get past that? Yeah. Um, marriage counseling. Honestly, we, we went through some marriage counseling and we learned, you know, lots of things like fighting fair, like knowing that it's you two against the problem, not you two against each other. Oh, um, you know, things that, that make so much sense when I say them now, but back then it was a very foreign concept. Um, you know, we just, we had to be counseled through these things and it, and we still have, you know, challenges in the communication department, even 15, we've been married for 15 years together for 19. Um, and it's still something that we have to choose to work at every single day. Love that. You, that, that's the deal. You have to choose to want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, some people will look at the grass on the other side, but I'm, I'm going to tell you that the grass on the other side is not as green as you think that it is. Mm-hmm. And they got problems too. You just don't know what those problems are. And, and even now, you know, I, it, as our marriage progressed, uh, I, I became uh, certified with DISC as a behavioral consultant. And I learned one thing my wife's behavior characteristics, that security was very important to her. Mm-hmm. And I sat back and I thought about that. What have you been doing to make her feel secure? 
it, it, what I discovered is there were a whole lot of things I wasn't doing to make yeah. her be secure. And I went back and apologized to her. And she's just looking at me, what, what, what are you probably supposed to say? Said, because I have realized that you have a need there that I haven't addressed in a way that I could. I know I could have done more. I know I could have said more. And I'm just, I need to apologize for that. Okay. And, and I'm going to do more and let you know that, hey, yep, I'm, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. You know, because with, her behavioral characteristics, security is important to her, knowing that certain things are being taken care of and making sure that I articulate those things to her. And so, yeah, 15, 18 years into marriage, I'm still finding areas where I have flaws and I'm not what I could be because I'm human and I make mistakes. Uh, You know, I'm imperfect. But you know what? That's okay because she is too. And when we realize that we're both imperfect and we have to make a choice to allow grace for the other's imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and taking ownership of your part, right? Um, that can sometimes be a really tough pill to swallow. And it can be really challenging to really take that look in the mirror and understand this, I am lacking in this area and I do need to take responsibility for that and, and apologize and make some changes within. Um, that's not easy to do. So. Well, I tell you, Megan, uh, something kind of help you choke or swallow that pill down is looking at what you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's worth choking down a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And again, that's a choice. And so that I, I love what you said about that. You know, you have to make a choice. And it's a series of choices mm-hmm. that you have to make. Well, when you truly love somebody, truly love them, uh, that that means a lot of times putting them before you. It doesn't make you less important than them. But if you putting her first and she's putting me first, mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's a choice. And uh, thank you for sharing that, Megan. See, I told your moms and dads that this is a guest very worthwhile. Uh, she's 35. here. I'm sitting here 60 years old, and she's speaking uh, knowledge to truth, and I'm loving it. Megan, tell my audience where they can find you out on the web and social media. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you can find me at the No BS Mama podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'm on Instagram as the No BS Mama as well. All right, hey, I'm going to have those links that she just gave you in the podcast description. As I remind you every week, check out the podcast description because you're going to find links to my special guest, parental resources. And you're going to find a little link so that you can subscribe to this podcast. I need for you to both subscribe to the podcast and I need for you to leave those top-notch reviews because that's going to expand my audience. And when I bring a great guest like Megan, that's going to reach out to a lot of people. And it's going to help them become the best version of themselves. It's going to help their kids become the best version of themselves. Megan. 
Thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm going to have you back for another segment. Is that okay? Sure. All right. Well, we're going to do that. So that brings us to the end of this interview, this episode. So until next time, moms and dads, parents and guardians, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.